What's up, boys and girls? Welcome to the Chumps and Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Danny here, as always, with Matt Frederick and Scott Trosky. Boys, that was a fun weekend of uh, playoff football, wouldn't you say? It depends on who you're rooting for, Danny. Well, <laughs> other than one game, that was a really fun uh, weekend of football. <laughs> that I was a great weekend. I mean, if you look at it just unbiased, every game was, you know, a pretty reasonable scored game. It wasn't like there were any huge blowouts that were, you know, awful to watch or you had to turn off after the first half because it was so bad. Might as well Pittsburgh, but they made it yeah. interesting. <laughs> they were um like it, it really seemed that was the most surprising game of the weekend. Would you guys agree? I mean, it absolutely. Ended up being close mm-hmm. end, but uh, I couldn't believe that we were poo-pooing that that Browns team because of the no head coach. Well, just so many weird things happened at the beginning of that game too. A couple big defensive plays, uh, this and that, and all of a sudden Browns are up like three or four scores, and everybody's looking around like, what happened? Yeah, I mean, the first play, bad snap, touchdown for the defense. I would say Pittsburgh lost that game as much as the Browns won that game. What did that remind you guys of? Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very first play right over the head, and then it just changed the tone. But mm-hmm. Peyton Manning kept pooping his pants in that game, and Ben Roethlisberger, boy, he sure didn't. I mean, yes, he did throw four picks. <laughs> that can't be understated here. But he also threw for 501 yards and four touchdowns, trying, trying, trying his hardest to make that comeback with zero running game the entire season and into this game. He was all on Big Ben's shoulders. So he he re- really gave the old college try there and kind of made it fun to watch. Yeah, they, they really hate their running game, don't they? Uh, there wasn't even a lot of attempts. <laughs> I guess you can't attempt it a lot when you're down 28 nothing in a blink yeah, of an true. eye. But God, where do you draft James Conner next year in fantasy? Oh, RB four comeback kid. Second round. Mm, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's a joke, Danny. Uh-huh, yeah. You <laughs> draft Danny went right of, over your head. Ahead of Kenyon Drake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ben, do you think he's going to return next year? Or do you think this is it? I think that was the last game we're going to see of him. I think he comes back for one more. I think that that's going to leave a, a bitter taste in his mouth. He was healthy for this year. Obviously showed he still can throw the ball just fine and have success on that team. So I don't see why he'd hang it up just yet. Unless yeah, he doesn't seem like the, the kind of guy to just go quietly. Um, he'll be mm-hmm. back, it seems like. So that's really the Steelers. I mean, we started with the losing team. Hey, the Cleveland Browns. They put up 48 points in the divisional round. This is the first playoff win since when? The 1999 or so? It's been a long, long time since the Browns have been in the playoffs, but even longer since they've won. 48 points against this really good Steelers offense. Are you guys afraid of the Browns if you're the rest of the AFC moving forward? Uh, hopefully, yeah. It would be fun to watch Cleveland make a run here. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not into it. I, I think they had everything go right in this game. And it's one of those that if you were Pittsburgh, you went down big early. And I think they tried to do too much at once and shot themselves in the foot even more. And on defense, they had to go all out, you know, and try to get stops real quick or turnovers. And it just wasn't happening. They just shot themselves in the foot too early. I'd, I'd be surprised if 
Cleveland went deep into these playoffs. Everything went right. You, they didn't have a head coach. Come on, you got to give them some credit there. Overcoming in a little bit of adversity. I agree. I mean, that was awesome, and they they get the Chiefs. There's your uh, reward for beating the Steelers. Is arguably the best team in the league. That's the disappointing part. I was looking forward to a Lamar Mahomes matchup. I mean, which could still obviously happen, but now there's a, another big hurdle for both those teams. Other games that happened on Sunday. Let's just get it out of the way right now, Matt. Do you want to just swallow this this like jacket little pill? <laughs> okay, swallow it like a band aid. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> uh, the Baltimore Ravens <clears throat> beat the Tennessee Titans twenty to thirteen. Uh, this was a surprising final score. Yeah, do they have a like a pooping down the leg trophy of the year for Chumps to Champs? Because I think Titans as a team get this after going up 10 early in this game. And literally, I guess not literally, but as figuratively as you literally can possibly be, poop down their leg. <laughs> wow. That's, that's grammar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one just seemed like it was... Like kind of like I said, the key to the game before this was how is Tennessee's O line going to handle Baltimore's defensive line? If they don't get Derrick Henry going, I don't like their odds, and he could not get going at all of this game. He was not the Derrick Henry that we're used to. He wasn't uh, getting the ball in like certain situations either. I thought that was kind of weird. There were like a lot of third and very shorts and like you know what I mean that like third and ones and third twos that they're passing on obvious quote passing downs but the Titans had Derrick Henry and I thought it was weird like you've got the yeah. best back in the league there were some second down plays where he wasn't even on the field which I thought was odd um, sometimes Arthur Smith I think it's too cute for himself um, trying to be smart when he really just needs to know he has Derrick Henry and AJ Brown and Ryan Tannehill to facilitate that so I think they couldn't adjust and they got too cute in too many situations and not going for it on that fourth and two crazy. Oh man, that is the talk. Isn't it right now is on mm-hmm. the 40, a fourth and two. Like there's no reason to punt this ball in that situation. And a lot of people want to like, uh, say boohoo or I don't know, disregard momentum, but they had Titans built a lot of momentum on that drive. They're down to a fourth and two in the right area of the field and converting that would have totally shifted the rest of the game. Bad choice for a punt there for able bad choice. AJ Brown was looking pretty hot though, both on the field and physically. Uh, Mm. (laughs) I think he's looking great for me. I being a Titans fan. I don't know. Like this past year, I kind of tapered my thoughts on when I'm going to draft AJ Brown because of the, you know, last, you know, the previous year's performance of boom bust and not a big sample size and stuff. So I was kind of lower on AJ Brown this, this past year, moving into 2021, I'm going to have to stop myself from drafting him too high. Um, Cause he's shown so much, like, where would you guys take, like how, where is he? Like, I know you don't have to throw out names, but like wide receiver, what do you think he's going to go? Wide receiver seven? Is that too high? I, that sounds about right, because I'm just thinking rounds right now. I'm thinking somewhere in the second, probably late second. Is what That's I what I was thinking. Early I was wondering third. If, that's too late, if I was too early by doing that, but I'm glad you guys are on the same page. Got to be top, right around that top 10 mark for sure. I, I don't know of nine that would be ahead of him right. right now. Right, yeah, because that's why I was wondering, Scott, the not 
Titans fan, where do you do? What is your honest view of AJ Brown? Because we're Matt and I are seeing him through rose colored glasses. <laughs> I think I, it, without looking at names, sorry, Matt, I would just probably guesstimate I'd put him at around wide receiver nine ten. Yeah, I hope he doesn't get too hyped going in next year because I would love to draft a team where maybe I go running back, running back, and can get him coming down early in the third. That would be a, a dream, like third round steal wide receiver one. But we'll have to see where he's going come draft time next year. Yeah, like a ten team league. If you get like if you're at the top of the draft and you get an elite running back, you get a guy that you're big on on the swing back around, and then land AJ Brown as your one. You're you're in the driver's seat right there. Yeah. What do you guys think, A.J. Brown? I mean, we don't have to stick to this, obviously. It's January. But A.J. Brown or DeAndre Hopkins next year in fantasy I would draft? struggle telling myself to go A.J. Brown first just because mm-hmm. of what DeAndre Hopkins has already proven he can do. Oh, mm-hmm. man, that's tough. Very different what, profiles. Ahead, yeah, I would still. I'm always the kind of person that sticks with the veterans that aren't so old they can't do it anymore and he's still you know in his prime putting up huge numbers so i'd have to go with hopkins what about a guy like calvin ridley especially if like julio jones julio jones is is done right he he he's done fantasy wise i think i'm i think i and most people are done trusting his injuries his age his usage his everything his team in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but that last one is kind of why maybe I still love Calvin Ridley. Something about uh, him doesn't excite me as much as AJ Brown. So I'd go Brown over Ridley. Uh, <laughs> <the> classic Scott. <laughs> uh. I mean, obviously I was big on Ridley this year and he didn't disappoint. He did everything. And then some that I was expecting. And I know that Julio was out, but I'm not going to write off Julio yet. I mean, he's still, when he was in there, had those big games. I would, I would put him in the category of what we wanted at the beginning of this year that AJ Green didn't turn out to be. That veteran that we see having plenty legit games where if you can get him as, you know, if you could get him as a flex, my God, having Julio as a flex, even with some injuries, that would be insane. So I, I, I thought we were I, talking like wide receiver one. Julio, no, 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 yeah. no, no. Definitely too many injuries for that. But I'm, I'm still looking at him as one of the premier guys. You just got to hope he's healthy. And that's one of those risks you take with that veteran who's proven himself. That's, that's another thing that hurts me with considering Calvin Ridley before A.J. Brown is, barring any unforeseen retirement announcement, uh, Antonio Sorry, Antonio. Julio Jones is still going to be there, and that's going to always steal some focus in maybe only certain weeks, but it will happen. Mm-hmm. What about old Corey Davis busting on the scene a little bit more? Oh, well, I mean, he's, yeah, all, he's... we've always had Corey Davis there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Two cooks in the kitchen isn't too many. So on the other side of the ball, Lamar Jackson got a couple of monkeys off of his back. Uh, he won his first playoff game and he beat the Titans who have been just sticking it right to his teeth the last couple of times they've played. I I really think that this game changed when Lamar on the third and like nine busted that 48 yard touchdown run. That to me was mm. a backbreaker. And cool. I think, and it wasn't from the, a score perspective, but at that point I really was worried uh, when he did that because it looked effortless. 
uh, yeah, changed I, the tone. I thought that exact same thing. I didn't honestly watch the first half. I was doing other things, but when I tuned in, or no, maybe not the first half, but I didn't tune in until it was already 10 nothing. I was like, oh man, this isn't close. But then when he pulled that, he hit a gear and made it look so easy that he was just running away from people like it was nothing. And I was like, holy shit, that is that looked really impressive yet easy for him. That's a little worrisome now that, you know, the defense are really going to be watching for that. And he obviously did that the whole game. That was the downfall was when he needed to do it with his legs. He hasn't been able to do that in the past, but he definitely did this week. This was a weird finish because 20 to 13, the Titans defense has been just absolutely garbage uh, this year. They didn't play so bad in this game. Holding Lamar Jackson to 20 points was pretty good. The offense is the group to point fingers at because they only scored 13 points and Titans were a great offensive team this year. So I did not see this, this little bit coming of the defense stepping up and making life tough on Lamar Jackson. Matt, what do you think as a person who's watched as much Titans football as you can in St. Louis? Yeah, they're, they're an enigma. Just some, some games they lay duds. Sometimes they get out adjusted very often. It seems like they get out adjusted, but, uh, it didn't seem surprising once it started trending that way. The Titans can kind of just keep digging their hole deeper. The last game that was on Sunday, the New Orleans Saints beat the Chicago Bears 21 to nine. And I think of the Sunday slate, that was the uh, the boringest of of games, I would suppose. And, the, and honestly, 21 to nine does not really show what happened in this game. Like the Bears scored on, was it the last play of the game? To make yeah. to get to their nine great points. catch by Jimmy Graham, but yes, <laughs> yeah, to get to nine. And the Saints, Drew Brees tried to stick the ball over the goal line and was like a half an inch short, and they overturned it on fourth. So this could have easily been 28 to three. And the Bears just never seemed to like they were in it. Did you guys get any feelings that the Bears were going to keep this close? No. Not once the game started, <laughs> it was pretty obvious. <laughs> you know what? The, the, the big news about this game. Matt, I know you tuned in. Scott, did you see any of the Nickelodeon broadcast? Mm-hmm. I did not. I completely forgot about it. It was great. Yeah. Matt, did you like it? I mean, for what it was. Yeah. This game, I was kind of doing some cooking and it was in the background, but I saw a few of the slime touchdowns and the uh, mm-hmm. the pregame. I watched a little bit of a SpongeBob SquarePants. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. At one point, I think they were kicking it on the screen is just maybe between the two goalposts is just SpongeBob as the ball's going. That's awesome. I mean, it's like harmless dopey stuff, but uh, like the, yeah, the slime cannons when they score a touch and that, that's cool and fun. And Nate Burleson did a great job commentary, trying to put it in terms that the kids are going to understand almost to a fault at a certain point. So like, if I hear one more goddamn analogy about homework, (laughs) <laughs> this is like when you do your homework and uh, the den zone's like uh, like a test I'm like uh that was pretty cool though and they got a lot of positive feedback on twitter and i'm sure they're gonna explore i, I think i saw two million viewers of the just Uh-oh. the nickelodeon part of it well i'm one of them matt's another one so there you go i guess what's the takeaway from this game from the Saints perspective, I think from the Bears perspective, they are who we thought they were. We as, as the chumps champs have never been big Bears fans this year and they pooped their pants just like we thought they would. But from the Saints side, 
little concerned about Drew Brees, not at all concerned about Drew Brees. I was just about to say, if if you're a Saints fan, you would have liked to see a little more offense, a little more points scored. And I know the Bears have had a pretty solid defense all year, but playoffs, you're the Saints. You know, their defense took care of it, so they didn't have to do a whole lot. But like you said, it was 7-3 to three at halftime. It's not like they had this wrapped up early. So you really, really wish you'd have seen a little more. And I know they've had Tampa Bay's number. You know, we'll get into that later. But really like to see them fired all cylinders against the team as they expect them to be to gear up for that team that could give you problems. Do you guys... Okay, hey, Michael Thomas is back. Scored a touchdown in this one, first one of the year. That was great to see. He was looking good. Next year, fantasy draft, do you take Michael Thomas or A.J. Brown? Oh, I'm... <laughs> oh, no, I Matt, yeah, got yeah, you would too. Yeah, I think Michael Thomas is going to be a bit of a bargain next year because of how disappointing this year was. And I always like to look out for stuff like that. Um, yeah, and how, how old is he, Michael uh, Thomas? 27, 20, so he's not, 27? yeah, it's not like he's that, that old. So, well, AJ Brown's like 23. Right, I'm just saying you can't think of like Michael now? Thomas, like oh he's gonna start having these injuries all the time. It's not at that point. You just had a a bum streak this season. Now the Saturday games were pretty cool too. I think the most fun game of the entire weekend was the Buffalo Bills and Indianapolis Colts. The Bills beat the Colts twenty seven to twenty four. In a game that looked like, uh oh, Colts are going to do this. And then they immediately dropped the ball and then tried to come back in the game and made it extremely close. The turning point of this game was right before halftime, if you guys watched. The Colts were up, oh, what were they up? 10 to 7. And it was a first and goal from like the something. And the Bills stopped them and then turned around and scored. To make it 14 to 10. Matt, is that correct? Is that the order of how I had it? It was, it was a, so, a yes. 14 point swap because it could have just been immediately being 17. Yes. To 7. Yeah. Yeah. It was right before half. It was a, it was a nice little swing for the bills there. And then they got the ball at, after the half. And then once, so it, I think it changed everything. Cause I think if you're Josh Allen, and the bills and you're down by 10, right at halftime, you're going to panic, but that didn't seem that didn't need to happen for them. I think that that was, the critical moment of this game. Um, Stephon Diggs also showing up with a big game for the playoffs. Only six receptions, but 128 yards and a TD. Thought he was big. And your boy, Scott, Phillip Rivers, tried to uh, try to do it, man. Second half. Yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't get this game, or I didn't get the game on the TV until the fourth quarter, so I didn't really have any idea what was going on. And I think I tuned in a little bit right or before Doyle Doyle scored the touchdown to pull him within three. I'm like, Oh, this is getting interesting. I thought, you know, as much as I wanted India to win, I wasn't sure it was going to be that close. And then on that last drive, I mean, they had a chance and I mean, well, after that review, I I don't know how it wasn't a fumble, but anyways, Oh uh, man, I was was sitting there looking at the TV and I looked at Lindsay go, he just lost them the season. Well, not, I mean, you know what I mean, though. I was like, he'd, all he had to do was not fumble the ball there, and he fumbled <laughs> it. This is clearly going to get overturned. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it is a little closer on that view. Maybe they're just going to say, well, let's just leave it. And they did, but then they didn't do shit with it. So, 
this was the game too with the uh, D line with the really bad jump on the fourth down draw. Yes, sides. yes, and oh, yeah. then the Bills scored. Uh, yeah. that was yeah, that was right before halftime. Yeah, that was a, a bummer too. Um, so your guys' thoughts is uh, Philip there next year or is he gone? I think he's gonna be back. I would love it, but I I would be a little surprised. Could we? Sing him down the river with a little uh, old man river. <laughs> I think he's gonna be back. I do. I think that uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, though, on that last drive, his arm strength looked like Peyton Manning in his end. Like it did, it looked like he was just old noodle putting, arm putting everything into it to throw it for 14 yards. That's how Philip Rivers has always looked, though. His weird little like dropped elbow, like Ugh, throw. Mm-hmm. He's always been a goofy there. <laughs> Yeah, that that Pascal fumble though, that brings something up. I hate so much the way that the NFL does their replays. And I don't know if you guys agree or maybe I'm completely wrong. This whole uh well, unless it's obvious we're gonna go with what the call on the field stands. There are so many goddamn cameras. Yeah. High quality yeah. cameras that can show the smallest it can show a hair on your leg, but Oh, you know what's too close? We'll go with what the these six year old men that are running around going. Oh, first time. There were a couple really weird calls on reviews this weekend. Just in general, I don't know if this is the right time to talk about it, but there was a there were a few that seemed almost obvious fumbles or catches or whatever that just weren't overturned after review, and the announcers were just like, "Oh, that seemed pretty obvious to us too." Yeah, but I'm so sick of the like falling back. It's just such a cop out in sports. Is the well, we'll just go with what they. No, you have replay. Just call it. You're looking at it right now. Make the decision. The only time I get it is if there is no camera angle that really honestly shows it. No camera angle, like for instance, a fumble as guys going down. There's seven guys on a pile, or who came up with it, or that kind of a thing. Of course, then go with what the call and feel is because we've got no fucking idea after watching replay. But. Not on stuff like that. You just just slow it down. Take your time. Get it right. Like, I don't know. What I also don't get is like, it's only within the two minute warning where the booth like can just review anything if they're unsure of it. Like th- those plays count way more than the rest of the game mm-hmm. or matter more. So it's like, why don't you guys just take away the challenges? And hey, you know, you got a radio in the official on the field's ear. Say, hey, bud. I'm gonna take a look at this real quick, all right? Hey, buddy! Yeah, it, it goes back to that stance with the same as any sport with baseball and the reviews and everyone talking about. Oh, it just slows the game down. It takes too long. Well, you know what? Put a freaking referee official upstairs watching those angles. So as soon as the play is over, he's looking at it just like the announcers, and he can buzz down any play, anytime, and it takes thirty seconds. They don't oh, have wow, to it, walk to a TV and personally look. It's it's it. That's all yeah. it takes. Uh, if only one football league already I tried something like this. <laughs> and, oh, wait. There's been yeah. two. It started with the AAF. They had the Sky Judge. And then the XFL was like, well, we don't need a stupid gimmicky name for it. But yeah, we just have somebody in the booth who calls that, down and, and says, and hey. It's, <laughs> it's totally clear of what they're saying, too. That's yeah. entertaining in itself is listening to their thought process of what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. as it's happening and then they come up with the decision just just do it that way if i mean it slows the game you're right i know what you're saying scott but it it slows it slows the game down 
but well, I I don't think invested. it's it's the people's argument. I don't sure. think it's that oh, big I know, of a deal. I know, I know, I know, I know. Especially in like like I said, when they have to walk across the side, stare at their little camera, and catch every angle. Same with hockey. You know, check it for you know four minutes. It's if there's one guy looking up there, he can buzz down, and that's it. It's done. You don't have to take all that time. Well, they take four minutes to walk over to look at the boob. Then they come back out and they say, nah, we don't know. We'll just go with what this guy said. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, and let's be honest. If you're watching the games, you're probably invested and you don't really care about that extra minute here and there if they have to buzz down several times through a game, if they get it right. Right. Yeah. I'll give NFL credit for being like the first major sports league to go with instant replay or sorry not instant replay but replay challenges but they're antiquated now they should kind of catch up to all the other leagues how they're doing it second game of the day on saturday was the la rams beating the seattle seahawks in an upset 30 to 20 this was i'm pretty sure correct me if i'm wrong the longest game in nfl history (laughs) the most boring playoff game (laughs) it really was i thought it was kind of hard to watch talk about a team that never seemed like they had a chance like seattle just was uninspired this game yeah and it's not like the rams were lighting anything on fire but you could tell the rams were going to win the entire time yeah um and then just uh who is it wolford alone like he looked real like, I don't know, jacked and into it for the what quarter that he was on the field. And then he gets knocked out. But guess what? Now the Rams starter is in the game. So, mm, yeah, <laughs> well, that's better, I guess, for them. So, yeah, right. Yeah. Wolford's hurt. He may be back. They haven't actually named a starter for next week yet, which is interesting. You'd think it would just be golf because I mean, that hit on Wolford's neck. looked that looked rough. That didn't look right. His neck did not look like his head didn't look like it was sitting on his shoulders, right? <laughs> it came back as just said. a stinger, right? And he was like, no structural, no concussion, no anything, just a stinger. Yeah, the uh, I flipped it on. I didn't see the hit because I didn't see the beginning of the game. But the uh, and I was just like, well, it says questionable to return, but we just got word that he's on his way to the hospital. So I think it's unlikely that he comes back in this game. It's like, we'll, oh my we'll God. Change it to doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Rams defense looks real, though. I mean, even when Aaron Donald was out for a little while with his ribs, which I hear he's going to be okay, uh, that defense is great. Yeah, time they've, they've had a couple rough games, haven't they? I don't have their mm-hmm. win-loss yeah. column next to me. But... but right now, it's looking really good. I mean, they, they kept Russell Wilson to, what, 150 yards or something like that? That's not bad. Not bad at all. Russ was not cooking. Okay, we said it. We made the cooking pun. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Yeah, that O-line was terrible. Seattle's got to work out some shit. I saw a stat that said that Russell Wilson was pressured on 50% of his dropbacks in this game. Oof. Like, as an O-line, how do you leave this game thinking, you know what, we did all that we could. <laughs> we tried really hard in this one yeah how how far they have fallen as much as they were doing at the beginning of the year to just bow out in the first round on a 20 point performance but like we said before this playoff week they were trending in the wrong direction offensively for the last five six seven weeks it seems like um last game of saturday saturday yeah last game of saturday was the tampa bay buccaneers i don't think you can call this an upset can you no, no, especially not with uh, 
Taylor Hankey, XFL Battle Hawks alumni, <laughs> making an incredibly poised start, in my opinion, in the playoffs as the backup. Um, and I think having a great game, 300 plus yards, one TD, one interception. That's hell yeah. Cool. That, that dive. Very, yeah. That, that was, dive was unbelievable. Probably the best layout for a pylon I've ever seen in well, football. <laughs> I think it is because if you see the um, freeze frame of like as he's crossing the plane, he is completely horizontal and his entire body is this far off the ground. Mm-hmm. I don't know if can, can see my hands, but they're like eight <laughs> inches apart. And the, like the entire Buccaneers team is like on him. <laughs> and he, it's, it's a clear and obvious touchdown. Like it was, uh, it was amazing. What a dive! And he got the entire Washington team like to back him up after that. Do you think that that he's gonna be? I mean, there's a lot of hype because I mean, this is one game. I know, but I'm sure it's gonna get him a job somewhere, even if it's just a backup. Like a, it's gonna give him a, a contract somewhere. Yeah, I think he'll be floating around in the NFL next season. Um, hopefully in a spot where he gets another shot at uh, starting a couple games. Heineke stole the spotlight in a loss to Tom Brady, who looked fucking great <laughs> in, this, <laughs> in this game. Well, we like, all know he looks great for a oh 43-year-old Danny. But that jawline is just stellar. <laughs> but Did you he, guys see during the game, they sh- whenever he, I guess, surpassed the next oldest guy to ever throw a Blanda? pass in NFL playoffs? He was 43 years old, and he looks grizzled and just roughened and beat up and next to tom brady he still looks like he's like 25 <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> yeah that guy's just slamming hot dogs and smoking cigarettes and tom brady's got his own nutrition plan <laughs> named after him yeah he's he's looking good i mean antonio brown that's a i mean he looked awesome in this one these buccaneers are scary um We'll talk about next week after the break here, but like Tampa Bay is scaring me. That's Scott's Super Bowl pick, preseason Super Bowl pick, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but they got to go up they, a team that beat the shit out of them twice. So that's, uh, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, besides those games, I think the Bucks definitely had a couple other just real bad turds in the year. So yeah, I don't know if they can make the whole like surprising and what. Or yeah, wild card run to the Super Bowl. I don't think they got it. I don't think they got it. Okay. And yeah, I thought that Washington was going to win this game before him. Uh, that was when I thought that Alex Smith was, you know, going to be the quarterback. But Chase Young was not a non-factor in this one. That Washington defense did not put pressure on Tom Brady like I thought they would. It just didn't look good. But I guess that was to be expected. They were a losing team this year, so. I don't know what what the hell I thought was going to happen, but all right, guys, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about next week. We'll preview next week. The uh, what's it? It's not the divisional round. Was it? Is it? The, it's the divisional round. Because this last one was the wild card round. And this is the divisional round, right? The official name. Correct. Yes. Okay. That is that is good. We will preview the four divisional round games after the break. Don't go anywhere. We are back, guys. I, 
Was that a POD reference? <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> we are the youth of a nation. <laughs> that song was unstoppable back in like 2001. Oh, the good old days. <laughs> it's because we were the youth of the nation. Oh, it would spoke to us. <laughs> well, you guys, I'm super pumped about these four games on the docket this weekend. Yeah, it was fun to have those six games, and they all turned out really fun, kind of, in a way. Four of them did. <laughs> but these four matchups are gold. There's not one of them that I'm not interested in. Let's start with the Saturday docket. First game we're going to see at 3.30 is the LA Rams at the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are six and a half point favorites in this one. What do you guys think is going to happen? What's the keys to the game? What are you looking for? Talk to me about Rams and Packers. Mm, just a lot of gross on gross here, right, guys? <laughs> oh, man. This guy and his Packers hate. Knows no, <laughs> no, the Rams is acceptable. That's fine. I hate the Rams, too. Scott, what are your thoughts? Because You've never shown the crazy Rams hatred that Matt and I have. Oh, I absolutely hate the Rams. I'm All right, Rams. there it is. 100% Green Bay. <laughs> okay. But now, Matt, explain your Packers disdain. I think I've always explained it. It's, it's hard to explain because it's not really justified. It's just the Packers are too easy to like. Everybody wants to like the Packers. There's, they're just so damn nice about it, too. So... <laughs> I dislike the Packers for those reasons. <laughs> in in the Midwest, or at least in St. Louis, I'm going to make the argument that the Chiefs are the new Packers. Do you get what I mean by that? Yeah, to an extent. But I'll say right when the Rams left, there was a lot of people that switched to Chiefs fandom, which was very justified. They're in-state and pretty close. Uh, but I think the second highest like uh, migration was to the Packers, and I didn't get that at all. So you got Indy. You got Tennessee, you even got the Bears all within like four hour, four ish hours from St. Louis. And everybody just wants to hop on the Packers because they're so easy to love. Scott, what uh, you don't hate the Packers, though, do you? No, I, I'm impartial to them. I mean, I wasn't a like big fan of them when it seemed like everybody loved them. Like when Favre was there and everything for, I don't say no reason. It was just, you know, I wasn't a big fan but i didn't dislike them they were just kind of that team that i didn't have anything against but i didn't root for yeah. now it's kind of like i i i'd put them more on the like side than dislike yeah i i kind of like the packers especially when they're playing the rams yeah i'm interested for aaron Rodgers versus this uh rams defense really good defense aaron Rodgers is going to be the mvp aaron donald versus him him versus jalen ramsey that's the story of this game for me yeah, I guess it'll be Ramsey on Adams. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be Shadow like that. But who's going to win that best of shadow. the best? That'll be fun to watch. That'll be my favorite thing to see in this game. Scott was at a Homer Bound reference. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's going to be good. Uh, is Jared Goff going to be the starting quarterback here? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he is. Uh, he proved but- that he could rough it out in that game. And I don't see them bringing old broken neck Wolford back in. <laughs> uh, so here you go. Final score. Give us the, I'm going to spring this on you guys. So Matt, what is your prediction for this game? Mm. Down to the score. Let's throw it out there. I think Green Bay 23, Los Angeles Rams 19. Okay. And Scott, 
Green Bay 31, Rams 20. So we say that again. So Matt said 23 and 19. And then uh, Green Scott, Bay said 31, Rams 20. Okay, and I'm going to say Green Bay 28, Rams 26. Mm. <laughs> some... Go middlesies. All right. Next yeah. game, you don't get to pick after both yeah. me. And okay. Scott, I'll but... go first next time. Okay. I'll go, <laughs> I will go first. But I am nervous about this Rams defense. I think they're very dangerous. Um, I, they Are make... they dangerously cheesy? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I suppose. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the next game is uh, on Saturday is the seven fifteen game. The night game is Baltimore Ravens at Buffalo Bills. This game is going to be the most exciting of the weekend to me. You got Lamar Jackson Agreed. versus Josh Allen. Two young guys, same draft class. The Bills are two and a half point favorites in this one. Keys to the game. What are you guys uh, looking for in this one? Is the Baltimore defense that's been stellar at times are they going to show up if they can stop the bills offense i think baltimore can put up enough offense over the bills defense to counter it it's Mm -hmm. it it comes down to baltimore's defense and how well they play i think i i think bills are the better team i mean the record's indicative of that they're more fun to watch in my opinion i guess there's still a lot of fun with lamar um, but I mentioned it before the playoffs. I like the Bills. I want to root for them to go deep. So, and I just saw the Ravens beat my team, the Titans. So, yeah, hell yeah, go Bills. <laughs> Can Buffalo stop that? Lamar is clicking right now, though, and Hollywood Brown is clicking right now. I I know that the Titans did okay against him. He didn't like destroy the world there. I think that the, I think Allen and Jackson are going to struggle a little bit. Both of them. No, I one. think if I think if the Titans can hold them to twenty, Bills can hold them to what fourteen. Mm-hmm. Bills' defense is way better than the Titans was. I'm not scared for the Bills here. I mean, I'm scared because it's playoffs and anything can happen, but I'm not seeing it for the Ravens. Scott, I'll be honest. I'm more curious because the teams are matched up, in my opinion, very equally. They both have good defenses and highly potent offenses when things are clicking. I don't, is it going to be a high scoring game or a low scoring game? Like what's going to prevail offense or defense in this one? Mm-hmm. I think I, that's what I say. I think it's going to be defense at the beginning. And I think that either Allen or Jackson's going to show through. I, I will start with my prediction and I'm going to tell you who's going to be the, the game breaker. Okay. You want me to tell you who's gonna, who's gonna bust this thing open in the end, fourth quarter? Cole Beasley. Oh, Snapple Get catches, ready one, for it. catches <laughs> one across the middle, ducks down, defender flies over the top of him, pivots one eighty, runs it up the gut for a touchdown. Right? Oh my god, that's you, what you're thinking. My right? prediction, and you just that's gonna be it. When that happens, <laughs> holy shit, it's gonna be gonna awesome. like. Air high five in front of me, knowing that you're doing the same wherever yeah. you're at. I'm going to go Buffalo Bills uh, 27 to 24. <laughs> Thank you. I thought it was just as funny. <laughs> I had the exact same score reversed. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so it's going to be 24 to 20. 
in the fourth quarter in under two minutes, Cole Beasley is going to catch a slant and just take it 35 yards to the house. 27-24 Buffalo. Scott, so you've got Baltimore 27-24? Correct. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Matt? Mm. Mm. I got Bills 32, Baltimore 21. Let's get more of these weird numbers in there, like a 32. That's good. <laughs> I, I don't like to do the clean, like, quote-unquote football numbers because something always happens. There's a mixed extra point. There's something. So I like to I like to at least jumble up one of my numbers. Yeah, I'm going to toss a 25 somewhere in here in these next ones. The Sunday docket. The Cleveland Browns at the Kansas City Chiefs at 2 p.m. The Chiefs are 10-point favorites. Start with that right there. That seems... Aggressive, considering the Chiefs haven't won by more than nine in the past, like, nine weeks. What's going to happen in this game is the Browns will go up by at least double digits. <laughs> Everybody will be like, oh, no, is the Chiefs going to lose? I know. Are the Chiefs going to lose? or are is the, the Yeah. Are the Chiefs as a group? Yeah. The Chiefs. Okay. All the Chiefs. <laughs> are they going to lose? And then they'll talk about it for a while, and the Chiefs will inevitably win the game. Patrick Mahomes should be a Hall of Famer right now. <laughs> oh, shut up. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Scott, key to this game. Um, Cleveland's Daddy? offense, if they can actually keep up. Again, their defense got them a lot of points and in great field position last week. I'd be surprised if they could pull that off again against uh, offense like Kansas City. Maybe they can. It's it's going to come down to the Browns' defense being able to stop them and then putting them in position, field position, to be able to score. So I'm going to lay it all on the Browns' defense, but I, I don't see it happening. I think it's somewhat similar to the Titans' matchup with the Chiefs last season in the AFC Championship. The Browns need to be able to establish their game against the Chiefs and stick to their game and make the Chiefs come to them if they wouldn't win this, which the Titans couldn't do last year. If Chiefs can, or said the Browns can get their ground game going, which is their bread and butter, Kareem and Chubb both just producing, I think they got a big shot at this. Yeah, I uh, completely agree with that sentiment. I think that we're going to know in the first quarter how this is going to really, not what the ending is going to be. We're going to know how this game is going to flow right away. I think the Browns need to shorten this game, keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill's hands. And they are more than equipped to do that. Like you were just saying, Matt, um, Chiefs are not stellar at stopping the run. And the Browns are exceedingly good at that with two different guys, not to mention X factor Kareem Hunt. Remember why we know Kareem Hunt's names? Cause he played for the chiefs and did so well. He is going to, this is a revenge game for him, man. I think mm-hmm. it's gonna, also, Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes were in a epic duel in the Big 12 back in college. Oh, yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield was at Oklahoma, Mahomes at Texas Tech, and I think the final score was like 64 to 57 or something like that. It was unbelievable what these two did here. So they're familiar with each other. Can the Browns run enough, wear this game down? You know what I mean? Yeah, and get to this, get to halftime at like 14 to 10 or something like that with a lot of rushing yards quickly. Scott, you think it's possible, though? What's your prediction, bud? Yeah, I think it's possible. Kansas City's defense has been hit or miss here and there. 
Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland got a, a rushing touchdown or maybe two in the first half, but then I don't know. Game prediction. I think Kansas City is going to win. Uh, score. Do you want my score? Yeah. I'm going to go 34 to 20. Ooh, this one's tough. I know you want to go Cleveland. I know you want to go Cleveland. I want to so bad, but I I told you you very honestly earlier that I don't think it's going to be Cleveland. Let's go 37-34 Chiefs over Browns. I also think that the Chiefs are going to win this one, and I don't want them to. Just flat out, I want the the Browns to win, but I think it's going to be 20. (laughs) I was going to say 27-24. (laughs) (laughs) how's that so i don't think in there somewhere i don't think any of us three have picked an upset so far Uh, well i I don't think there really is one in the buffalo baltimore game and then i mean the upset would be picking the ravens right well then scott picked them scott picked the ravens oh did he okay yeah well let's get into the last game the sunday night game 540 is Tampa Bay Buccaneers at New Orleans Saints. The Saints are three-point favorites here. The Saints uh, beat the Bucs twice. The first game wasn't that close. The second game was a complete obliteration, and I can't even believe that the Buccaneers still have a football team after it. That was bad. Mm -hmm. Remember that game? It was either Monday night or Thursday. I don't remember which one it was, but it was like 35-0 right away. Brady looked really good. Breeze looked fine in their recent... these most recent games. What do you guys got in this one? Do you, I mean, it's hard to be a team three times. I'll just say there are statistics out there. Like you just said, Danny, that it is really hard to beat a team three times. And especially when you just beat the shit out of them the first two, you have to think that makes it even harder for the last one. Right. I don't know, but Tampa Bay's defense is up there with the best in the league. New Orleans defense is pretty dang good. Um, yes, it is. Both offenses can be great some weeks. Both can lay duds. Is it, if you ask me, like, maybe not, like, filling in each other's holes matchup great, but just, like, butting heads great matchup, I think this is a great butting heads matchup, and I don't know how it's going to shake out. I love weekends where you're filling holes. <laughs> <laughs> if everyone could just see our faces with no sense, Scott and I just... <laughs> Ah, he said filling holes (laughs) i don't even remember what you said Matt. we're just joking about (laughs) i know (laughs) (laughs) scott what do you think about this saints bucks matchup uh it doesn't i mean i understand the comment of it's hard to beat a team three times but the way they just beat the shit out of them it does make me nervous i mean like i said tampa bay was my preseason pick i still got to stick with them and their offense is at least trending in the right direction. They've looked pretty solid for the last I'm, whatever podcast we talked about. The last handful of games, they've been scoring, you know, mid twenties or higher. So they've been showing up. So they're looking decent. Mm-hmm. They beat a Washington team that was expected, but you know, yeah, Washington's Washington. So I, I I'm sticking with Tampa Bay. I I'm not super confident but i would i would like to see it just so i feel smart my uh my game prediction tampa bay 30 new orleans 24 my game prediction new orleans 28 tampa bay 23 that's good and mine is tampa bay 34 saints 28 
I am, I'm nervous. Uh, I think the Buccaneers are the team out of these eight that I am nervous about right now. Brady and Brown and Godwin are how do we, looking good. How do we score these predictions if New Orleans gets boned on a pass interference call? Oh, <laughs> we, and that's another thing. And that's another thing. <laughs> I've got 3428, so that's prime for a <laughs> like Saints are going down, they score the touchdown, but someone's like pinky toe was breathing on the sideline or something like that. <laughs> when really it wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. The Saints kit, I mean, they've got to stop getting boned at some point. And I think it's gonna be next year because I think they're gonna get get it on this one. Scott, what was your prediction? You said 30, 30, 30, 30 to 24 of the Saints. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Well, guys, I'm super pumped about this. These are going to be four really great games. Um, I'm just excited that it seems very realistic that the Super Bowl matchup is not going to include somebody I hate. And it'll actually be like, <laughs> I just want to see a good game. I'm excited about it. Assuming the Rams don't make it. Well, that was just... <laughs> Uh, it, I, I mean, there's a very clear possibility that it's there like is. Rams I, versus uh, yeah, I don't even know from the AFC uh, <laughs> Cleveland. I, I hate I like way too many teams in the NFL for yeah. all teams that I hate to be eliminated after the wild card round. Rams and Chiefs would be the worst. I would say the I would say the Rams versus Cleveland would be the least exciting for me. Wow, sticking it to the Clevelands. I just, oh wow. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything against them. I just, I don't. I don't like them either, though. There's, they don't know. deserve to be in the Super Bowl. Those exactly. fans, those fans have waited so long for something like this. I mean, uh, LeBron brought them a championship, if I remember well, correctly. If That's I remember right. correctly, their fans still have a football team, unlike the St. Louis Rams fans. <laughs> yeah. Although we do have a more recent Super Bowl championship, so I guess I'll take that. Damn. Yeah. Good points. Well, guys, have fun. Be responsible out there. And as always, let's go blues. Blues.